You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> 95.7 The Game. The correct answer is A minus B plus. I don't even know how, and I'm a teacher, I don't know how to decipher minuses and pluses anymore. You do this a lot, actually, when we're grading. And I don't even know from teacher to teacher, like an 89.8%. Let's say you got that in a class. It's an A minus. What's the grade? It's an A minus. Is it? Because it's. You round up. I agree. That's how I grade. But I've had this all, debate with my senior in Cal so, so <laughs> many times because he. <sighs> He, he had a teacher who, he was in that 89.5 range, Ugh. and he didn't get rounded up, and he was furious. Now, it wasn't a semester grade. It was just one of those, like, trimester, doesn't really count grades, but he was outraged, and I agree with him. 89.5000001, you round that thing up to a 90, it's an A-. I'm with you. I'm with you, but not all teachers do that. You could also, no. especially math teachers, well, they're like... Actually, the cutoff for an A minus is ninety percent, and eighty nine point five is below ninety percent. I get that sign, right, but so. I, I don't buy it. And I would give the Giants off season so far. It's an eighty five. It's a good, solid garden variety eighty five. Yeah. The Correa signing is an absolute slam dunk A. Mm -hmm. The Mitch Hanniger, I would even say, I like is an that. A minus. I, I, I like. I don't love the Manaya, and I'm not thrilled with the Ross Stripling. Those are. Those are fine. So I get that, and here's why I would say right now A minus B plus, and I do still think we're probably going to get some trickle ins. I don't think that there's going to be any major like I. No matter I'm, what happens, I'm just glad that you're this happy because you're happy. I am back. You are back. I am back. Yesterday I, I had you coming oh over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you didn't. Can I address this for a second? You were one Korea to the Twins away from. You are on the dark side. I find your lack of faith <laughs> disturbing. You were coming. I had um, you. No, I still don't no! like. I still don't like the quote. I still don't like the quote from Farhan Zaidi um, that I apparently was stated a month ago. I don't like it public. I'm sure, as I said yesterday, um, and for those who don't know the quote, you know the the quote where he's basically attaching the the inability to get free agents. Um, he's attaching it to politics in the Bay Area, and I, I I just I don't think you want that public specifically as you're going into the free agency period. I don't doubt that he has experienced what he's saying. Why would he say it if he hadn't? So I'm sure that he has experienced a player or two or an agent being like, yeah, not into San Francisco. So fine. I just don't think it was smart to put it out there. And he's an incredibly smart guy. But that never translated to I'm down on this regime. I have firmly believed from the beginning that when the time came, they would spend. The time had come. And, and I didn't mince words on that, and they did it. So, to me, 
And this is what we would love to ask you right out of the gate. We always love your interaction. 888-957-9570. You can use the Xfinity mobile text line. You can comment on Twitch and YouTube. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you being here. What's your grade for the offseason? And I am going to give it, and especially if you're a roundup guy, then I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I'll own it. I'm going to give them an A-. Because I know that they want... It's an 89.5 for you. I, they want more of a, of a defensive tilt in the outfield, and they didn't go get like they wanted Brandon Nemo for that. They didn't get him. So is there anyone left? You know, do you want a Benintendi? Do you do, do you want I don't know, do you want a Joey Gallo? I don't think so. Um so I don't know how they're going to address that need. I think they still want to do some things in their bullpen. The bullpen never excites people, but it wins games and loses games and so I think there'll be little moves like that. But here's why I give it an A minus. Although I acknowledge what you just said, which is Stripling and Manaya don't bowl you over and they did lose their ace. I understand that. Yeah. Here's why I'm less bothered by that than you. The San Francisco Giants, under Farhan Zaidi, if they've proven one thing, would you agree with me, Dibs? If they've proven one thing during their regime, it's that they can, every offseason, go get starting pitchers who you think, eh, and then get production. They've never not pitched. Kevin Gosman wasn't an ace when they signed him. Then he suddenly was. I will see your Gosman and return it with a D. Sclafani. Okay, Th- that's fair. I'm not saying that they're 100%. Right. But they have never, in this regime, not been one of the top starting pitching teams in the league. And I would also, go- and I know where some minds will go, and this is fair, where you say, okay, let's say if they do have another overachieve type year. And let's say they do end up in the playoffs. Well, now who's your game one, game two starter? Logan Webb and and then what? You're going to be going up against Verlander in game two with Sean Manaya. Well, here would be my response to that. First of all, yes, they have gotten pitchers coming off of bad years to overachieve. And maybe they'll find some again this year. Maybe Di Sclafani will be healthy and be awesome again. I don't know. But here's the other thing. If you're sitting in first or second place in July, you can go get a pitcher. You can go get a starting pitcher. And I also think in the second half of the year, in their minds right now, Kyle Harrison, for all we know, he might be that dude. He you're might, hoping he is because you be. don't want to give up assets to bring in another pitcher who is likely a rental. Um, okay, one of the big questions also out there, and this is what I suggested a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. This is what I had heard uh, but we just weren't really sure. But Susan Slusser has just tweeted this out. One of the big questions that people got to after the excitement of Carlos Correa starts to set in. Well, what about Brandon Crawford? Susan Slusser has just tweeted that Brandon Crawford will move to third base this year. I really think the Giants prepped him for this. I think he knew they were going to go hard after Correa. I should have asked Kapler that today at Starbucks. I, I, I don't think he loves it. I think it mattered to Brandon that he be a career Giants shortstop, but I also think that Brandon Crawford is a pretty awesome team guy. Yeah, He's always been very dedicated to the Giants, and it doesn't surprise me yeah. that he's ready yeah. to do this. And man, it's a, what a Swiss Army knife that becomes. Now you have somebody who hits left-handed, 
who can play third base right. and is probably going to do it well. We've never seen it, but he's a great glove. And you would imagine, yes, that he'll be fine over there. And, you know, in spots where you're facing a left-hand pitcher, maybe he gets a day off. And you don't have to worry about playing him 150 times like you normally would. And if Correa needs a, a respite at shortstop, well, you've got a guy who's a gold glover to fill in now defensively at shortstop. So if Brandon Crawford is willing to move over to third, and I'm not surprised that he is willing to move over to third, the guy's a pro. He's been in baseball long enough to understand the way this goes. Very few players, especially at shortstop, start their career at shortstop and get to play their entire career at shortstop. You talk about Ozzie Smith and Omar Vizquel and what Derek Jeter and very few other players actually go stem to stern, start to finish at shortstop. So he understands, I'm sure this year in particular, uh, with, the fr- with the free agents that were out there, four of the five biggest offensive free agents are shortstops. So you knew that if you didn't get Aaron Judge and if they were going to get a shortstop, you probably were going to have to move over. Yeah, I, I think the, the and Brandon gets this, the unfortunate part about it, because we're all Brandon Crawford fans. He's been a career giant. He's been a great giant. There's no two ways about that. Um, but the truth of the matter is the Giants ended up in a spot where they did not have the ability to worry about his feelings. They, they, they just didn't. They did not have. Now, I'll also mention this. We have seen once before Brandon Crawford get challenged. Remember when Gabe Kapler was hired? One of the underbelly things that he said that that caught a lot of people off guard, he made reference to some of the analytics that were pointed at Brandon Crawford and that they weren't good, that the base running was off, that it looked like it was declining, that you know the, the, what he was doing with his legs um, w- was not tracking in a good direction. And Brandon Crawford could have done two things in that moment. He could have been like, who the hell is this dude? I'm a champion San Francisco Giant. Who's this dude walking in here talking about me declining? Or his other choice was to work out like crazy and come back and show everybody what he could still do. And this was prior to the pandemic, followed by the 107-win season where Brandon Crawford was getting MVP votes. So Crawford has already been challenged by this regime once before and reacted in the perfect way that you would want a teammate to react. No surprise that it's going to happen again. Well, and if it happens again, if he is able to rise to the challenge and be a solid third baseman, he might elongate his career. Because if he comes out this year and he pouts and he doesn't play well and his numbers decline and it's proven that maybe he's not the Giants' answer or anybody's answer at third base, his career will be a lot shorter. So if he still wants to be a Major League Baseball player with the Giants or any other team, this is a contract year. Well, and what a beautiful thing, too, by the way. You know that the Giants and a lot of teams now love, they love versatility. So now when Correa needs a day off, if Correa has a nagging injury, if what, you know, whatever it is, look who can go play shortstop. Brandon Crawford. They didn't have that last year. When Crawford got hurt, they're like, hey, Tyro, can you do this? I know it's not really yeah, exactly. where you want to be. They were they were at a deficit at that position. Now, I, I, I mean, who's got a better shortstop situation in all of Major League Baseball than the San Francisco damn Giants? He's like the Jimmy G of shortstops, <laughs> basically. 
You know, in case something happens to Correa, who's the Trey Lance in this conversation, although he's far better than Trey Lance in his career. But to that point, you've got an unbelievable backup at the ready. You do feel for Brandon Crawford, though, because every single game he's ever played in Major League Baseball, 1,525 games, he's only ever played shortstop. Not even an inning mark of, hey... Hey, uh, Boach, let me see what second base feels like. Can I pitch? Have you ever pitched? Uh, He's never done anything. No, no. He's shortstop. All shortstop all the time. He's synonymous with Four-time him. gold glover, and yet now you're going to have to move over. They got options, though, and yeah. they, they love that. So now you've got Correa. You're flanked by Crawford at short. Uh, Crawford can go play third. So can J.D. Davis. So can Wilmer Flores. So can Estrada. Estrada over at second. I don't think Listel is going to be on the team. So I don't know if Crawford maybe has some second base in him this year, too. I don't know that you can put Flores there anymore with the shift gone. That feels not like what the Giants you gotta want. you got to be a little bit more mobile. They want to be out front of all, yeah, it's all right. field spots. You know, and, here, and, and to that end, here's one. I wonder if you agree with this. So... The Giants didn't get Judge, and that was the focus for so many. And I'm sure if you put ownership, if you gave the owner's truth serum and said, how do you want this offseason to play out, they would have loved Aaron Judge because this is marketable, this is butts in seats, this is bobbleheads in costumes. There's no way about uh, around that. But if you truth serumed Farhan Zaidi. Sodium pentothal. Which player, which contract do you think that he would rather have going into next season? Correa. And you made a great point earlier in the changeover about, and Ned Coletti kind of gave it to you, so I don't want to give you too much credit, but the idea of this contract, a 13-year contract, what would you say is the percentage chance that Farhan Zaidi signed it and sees the end of it. Would oh, you gosh. say less than one percent chance that no, he's I around think, in thirteen I years? Think, I think more than one percent, but it's but it's less low. than five percent. It's low. That eh, I don't I don't know. I Has mean, a GM ever? And I know you don't have this answer in front of you, but if we can think about it. Has a GM ever signed a player to a 10-plus year contract and seen the end of that contract with the same team? I'm sure Brian Cashman has. I mean, how long has Cashman been with the Yankees? Uh, now, that's rare. I'll, I'll right. grant you that. Like, Don't even think about it in terms of a player contract. Just think about it in terms of if Farhan Zaidi was still in control at the end of the Correa deal, it means that he will be approaching 20 years in the gig. Who does that? And it means that the Giants won at least one, if not two, World Series you would during think, that time. Or at least consistent, you know, consistently being a playoff team. Yeah. Well, it but would it have does, to be more than that, I'm afraid. Well, the bar's I, been set pretty high here. I in don't San know. Like, like, think about, yeah, but think about the Atlanta Braves under Bobby Cox. Like, they, yeah, they did break through and win one yeah, World it was a Series title. Time, though, yeah. It was a different time, but that's baseball. You know what I mean? Like, I, I will forever, and this goes for all sports, maybe less so in the NBA, because the NBA, it often feels like there's like, six teams that actually have a shot. But when it comes to baseball, same thing that I would say through the years about Jimmy Garoppolo. One team wins the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean if you didn't win the Super Bowl, you stunk. This whole idea of like you win it all or you're a total failure. Yeah. That that's absurd. You're going against a Mahomes, maybe a Josh Allen. You know, it's a single elimination format. You have a bad quarter, you lose a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean suddenly you stink. And baseball is quirkier than anything. 
in terms of, of winning the whole dance. Look at some of the things that had to happen for the Giants to win the World Series that they did. You know what I mean? The, the, the review of the double play with Eric Hosmer. The fact that the game-winning hit, we all remember Mad Bum from 2014 Game 7. The game-winning hit was a Michael Morse fist job over Eric Hosmer's head into right field that made it 2-1 to one in like the third or fourth inning. Yeah. That didn't need to fall in. He didn't hit it hard. And they won the World Series. That was before so, exit velocity. That's Which I think it was about 12 <laughs> on that exactly. hit. So it's like, it's quirky, man. I'm not going to hang that. But if you are a consistent contender, that is what the Giants have promised. It's what we deserve. And, and that's what they should be, no matter who the hell the Dodgers and Padres are signing. So if you achieve that, if you're dancing around at 90 wins or more almost every year and you get to the playoffs and you dance and you threaten and you hopefully get one here or there, like, that's all that I think a fan can ask for. That's what a fan can ask for. That's what, yeah, you would ask for, but yeah. it, it depends on other factors. But you're right in terms of, you know, the competitive nature. And every situation's different. I mean, look at Billy Bean and his run across the bay in Oakland. They were competitive for a long time, and then they weren't competitive, yet he was still able to keep his job. He got kicked upstairs, but he was able to still be a part of the organization. And Farhan Zaidi's not the general manager. He's the president of baseball operations. Right. Yeah. So as long as baseball operations continue to evolve and develop, and part of that is it's still going to be big this year in terms of the farm system. These guys we've all been waiting oh, for. Huge. You've got to show some progress because even though you signed Carlos Correa and he gets credit, he also gets blame if they don't. So we'll give Farhan the credit for the signing, but... If Correa and company go 72 and 90 <laughs> and none of these prospects show up and do anything, yeah, yeah. he's still in jeopardy. Well, look, the bottom line is this, not just the Giants, all teams have said this. If you talk to any executive, you've talked to any former player, they're all going to tell you the same thing. If you want a sustained run of success in Major League Baseball, you better have a homegrown core. Yeah. Period. Period. Like the San Diego Padres are not going to do the darn thing unless Tatis <clears throat> gets his act together and they continue to have a flow of pitching coming out of that farm system. It's great that they went and got Machado, traded for Soto. Now you got Bogarts. Truth of the matter is, Soto's going to be a free agent in another year and a half. Machado can opt out. And, and and how do you feel about their chances to re-sign those guys with the Tatis and Bogarts contracts yeah. there? I don't know if they have a sustained run in them. If you want to sustain it, doesn't mean you can't flash, but if you want to sustain it, you must have a homegrown core, players that are not breaking your bank, Atlanta Braves style. That's a sustainable model. Yeah, the Houston Astros won the World Absolutely. Series on the back of that. Two World so, Series, in fact. So Logan Webb is the start of that. Harrison's going to have to pitch. Luciano's going to have to play. Do Matos. they have anyone else in the big league club who's a part of that? I was just thinking in terms Currently, of... You got Logan Webb, and I mean, would you throw Joey Bart in there as the second I guess, most? I guess you have to. I mean, I don't... It, but would he be number two in terms of major league roster, uh, homegrown core? Yeah, because, I mean, you look at... 
you know, Wilmer and Austin Slates. Slates. And Slates yes. is homegrown. Flores is not. Right. But, but yeah, I guess if you're talking about everyday players, if you're talking about name value, if you're talking about importance to the future, yeah, it's it's Logan Webb, it's Bart, and, and Camilo Duvall. That, th- those are probably okay. the big three right now. There's some other homegrown players. Even Yaz is technically not homegrown. Right. Traded from him for the uh, from the Orioles from organization. Yeah. So there are other pieces, but but you need centerpieces. Those three guys yeah. are at least dancing in the neighborhood. Logan for sure. Doval and Bart. They're they're adjacent to homegrown core. You're gonna need at minimum two more players. And so if a year and a half from now Luciano's up. And Harrison has established himself. And Matos is up. And now you're getting a healthy, you've got Correa. If you're getting a healthy Hanniger, if you're doing like the players that are now here for a few years, now you got action. Now you got action. You got action that you can sustain. Because you can't go do a $350 million contract every offseason. No, and you think about how Houston did it and when they had Altuve and they had Correa and they had Bregman and they had so many homegrown pitchers to add into that mix. And they lost more than 100 games three straight years. They licked their wounds. They developed their youngsters. And then all of a sudden, they popped in a huge way. Not that the Giants will ever regress to that point because the fan base and the ownership won't allow it, but... You know, maybe this is the year where you take a step forward, you win 85, 86 games, and you see some of the prospects come up and start to do things, and you get more of a hope for next year. Well, and it, it just gives you options in in all things that develop, right? Like the San Diego Padres had this elite, elite farm system that everyone talked about for a three-year period. And what did they do when all of those players uh, got uh, got ready to go? They signed Tatis. They bought out his arbitration. We'll see if that works out. He got popped for roids. But outside of that, and I know most baseball fans won't even know these names, but they traded most of them. They traded most of those guys. And so that's fine. Call them an asset if you want. Mackenzie Gore was going to be the next big damn thing as far as their starting rotation. And Soto deal, gone. And Soto was probably going to be gone after another two seasons from San Diego. So... They went for it. That's fine, but that's why you need that homegrown core. It doesn't mean they're going to play 13 years for you. You might end up trading them, but you need those players to come up because those assets turn into things. All right, I got him in an A minus. Would you give him a B? That's a B. All right, um, it's a B. I'm not thrilled with uh, Stripling or Manaya. Those are just, I mean, that's like a number three and a number four. You lose your ace, and you replace them with just a couple of guys. They're not they're not stars. I think they're better than a couple of guys. They're pretty successful pitchers. Uh, Stripling at 10-4 and four last year with an ERA of three. He was really good. Manaya. Uh, Manaya was not, but he was before that. Yeah. Manaya yeah. has been a borderline ace in his past. Yeah, in his past. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just not, I, I'm not buying Sean Manaya. That's one area where right. I have full faith in the Giants because the track record speaks for itself. Yeah. It really does. And they've done well. Yeah. You, you replaced Gosman with Rodon. You replaced Rodon with... A group. Right. Okay. A group. So I'm not, whether it's Manaya, whether it's Which Stripling, is why I give him a B. Whether it's Harrison. But when you lose Gosman and you bring in Rodon, he's a guy who would want to Cy Young. Shamanaya had a good year three years right. ago. Ross Stripling is he's he's an but, all right. But pitcher. let's not let's not act like they knew what Rodon was going to look like. The White Sox let him go for a reason. There were tons of injury concerns. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll see. But that's one area the Giants have always pitched. Um, so what's your grade? Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. That is the number. 
Also, Rich Aurelia joins us in about a half hour. Tune in to Warriors Live on 95.7, the game presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And oh, by the way, Warriors Wednesday, or not Warriors Wednesday, brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com slash holidays for your chance to win $1,000 toward a nonstop flight from SFO today. All right, don't forget the merch shop, 95.7 The Game. Uh, maybe there'll be a uh, over a half of a Carlos t-shirt coming up <laughs> nice. there soon. Uh, we'll get to your calls next on Weathered and Debs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 